What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dream a Little, the podcast that's all about helping you feel confident about your AP deal side. I'm your host, Lo. Thank you for listening. I can't believe it, but we just hit a million downloads on this podcast. I seriously am so, so grateful for you guys for listening. So huge thank you to all of you for hitting that play button every single week. You guys rock. You're in for a very interesting conversation with our guest today. I can confidently sit here and tell you I have never heard a story like Drew's before. I first heard from Drew when he left a review on the podcast on iTunes with the headline reading, This Podcast Caused a Divorce. So needless to say, that definitely caught my attention. I read every single review you guys leave me and I appreciate every single one, but this one really, really stood out. And when I learned a little bit more about his story, I knew I had to have him on the show to share because it's pretty unbelievable. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode if you're feeling stuck in a relationship with someone who you feel like doesn't get you and certainly doesn't accept your ABDL side. If you want to reach out to Drew and his partner, you can find his contact info in the show notes of this episode at thelittlelounge.com slash 168. That's thelittlelounge.com slash 168. On that same page, you'll also find a preview of my Nurturing Mommy roleplay audio. So if you could use a little help feeling little, be sure to check that out. Speaking of roleplays, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to some new members. Thank you to Blake, Lynn, and Shane. You guys are awesome. At the time of this recording, we have over 700 patrons, which is so cool. I'm really glad you guys are loving my mommy side and the work that I create. With all that being said, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's get started. What's up, Drew? How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Good. It's good to have you on the show. It's good to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you identify as? Are you a little, a big, A, B, D, L, you know, all those acronyms? <sighs> so recently, more switch than anything. I always really considered myself a daddy, but now more than ever, I have the little tendency starting to come out. So I'm still trying to kind of transition into that. It's new. It's different. Things I'm not super familiar with, haven't done, but definitely something there. So I've been exploring that side a little. So I'd say definitely a switch. That's really cool. Okay, wait. So you started out and you were primarily more of a caregiver? Uh, yes, I was more of a wanted to take that daddy role on. Daddy's a little girl. You want to take care of her, make sure she has everything she wants and be happy. And, you know, to give that to somebody, that's just an absolutely unbelievable feeling. So, yeah, I was definitely leaning more towards that. That's really interesting. And I feel like more often than not, people start out as littles. Maybe I'm wrong. And then they transition more to the caregiver role after that. But like, it's really cool to see the reverse of that. <laughs> I guess the DL has always been there. So, I mean, obviously, I was always into, you know, wearing and having that around. But I think as it, as I grew up and got to know what it really is and what it's really about. And like we hear all the time, the internet, you know, 30 now. So the internet, when I was a kid, it was there, but it wasn't as extensive as it is now. So to have all these things out there to see all these different avenues, it's like kind of, you start out doing this, but once you see all that, it's unbelievable where you can take it. That's so true. I mean, I feel like because of social media today, it gives you so many ideas and inspiration, and then your kink just kind of evolves from there. You know, it's yeah. never it's never uh, just always the same, right? At least 
for me, it's not. It's always like, oh, I see something new and I'm like, oh, I want to try that. I want to do this. And <laughs> oh, that looks and, fun. <laughs> exactly. And it was, to me, it was, it was just seeing the happiness too on the other person's face. You know, in the beginning for me, my first marriage, I'm on my second one now because, you know, they always say the second one's better than the first. <laughs> <laughs> but with the first one, um, oddly enough, I met her when I was 16 years old. I think we were dating for all of three weeks. And she was like, hey, can I tell you something? I'm like, yeah, what's up? She goes, so I have this friend. And this is going to sound weird, but he offered me concert tickets if I'd wear a diaper. And I'm like, um, oh, okay. And she's like, that's fucking weird. That's weird, isn't it? And I'm like, um, I, I, and yeah, just kind of like, what, what do I do? Um, unfortunately I did what most people do, bottled it down, hope it would disappear and it never did. It honestly turned into a 13 year miserable marriage. And I think that's what more brought me to the daddy side. Cause it was like, well, if you don't want to do the mummy side of things, maybe I can make you happy by, you know, bringing that side of it. So I tried for a very long time. And then listening to your podcast and reading blogs, and I kind of got to the point where I'm like, you know what, I don't care anymore. I want to be happy. You only live once kind of thing. And if she's not okay with that, then oh well. And so I spoke my truth. And oddly enough, she budged a little. It was more under her controlling, more under her thumb, that type of person, unfortunately. But I was able to get something versus nothing. And so when you yearn for such a thing and you get a little bit of it, it's easy to kind of get trapped in that situation and not really see the big picture. I totally, totally agree with everything that you just said. And that's such a tough situation to be in too. Would you say, if you don't mind me asking, was that like the main reason for the split? So oddly enough, um, in the 13th year of marriage, that's when I actually was able to convince her to be my little you know, wear onesie. I did get her to actually wear for me, which was, again, that's why it was so epic to me. But it actually led to other things. Um, it ended up leading to being swingers. We first just wanted to add a third into the bedroom, just a female, which I don't know if you've ever heard the term unicorn. Mm-hmm. It's a mysterious creature that doesn't exist. That's very much true. <laughs> Women <laughs> don't really want to be like, hey, look, couples, you know, or tons of them at least. Right. Um, so when we struggled with that, you know, it was kind of like, all right, well, his side is the ABDL stuff. Her side's maybe this. So you got to give and take. She ended up doing it with somebody and it turned into she's currently married to them. Wow. She ended up getting pregnant. So we ended up getting divorced. Oddly enough, that same couple that we were swinging with, um, her husband's ex-wife is now my wife. So it was a straight Wait, swap. wait, wait, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> wait. What? Yeah, it's Jerry Springer all day long. <laughs> so, I have never. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. That is yeah. quite the story. So, like I said, it was, it seemed like a happy beginning because, hey, look, here's this guy that, you know, wanted to have some type of ABDL in his life, you know, whether it was originally wanting to be a little to then wanting to yearn to be that daddy to make that person happy to, yeah, it's, yeah, see, I can't even fathom it. It's just so 
it's so much. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a crazy situation, but it literally just led to swinging and swinging led to, Oh, let's do separate rooms and separate rooms turned into dates. And little by little, I watched my marriage disappear. So I reached out to his wife, like, Hey, what's going on? We're supposed to be swinging. And now your husband and my wife are having private text messages and so on and so forth. I ended up leaving because of an argument and because I unfortunately had children or have children and had children at the time and I refused to fight in front of them. So I decided to take a quick drive, kind of, you know, clear heads. And what ended up happening was I came back and his car was in the driveway. So I ended up going to his house and went to his wife and was like, hey, what's going on? And yeah, it goes, it it continues from there. (laughs) What a story. I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to go through with that. I'm not though. Okay. So it ended up working out in a good way. Okay. In the best possible way ever in more ways than, yeah, in more ways than one. Okay. So let's talk about the good parts. (laughs) Cause to hear you talk about a story like that, you would think that would be so you know heartbreaking and hard but it's it's refreshing to hear you look back on it and say that was a good thing it was and again i know people say it over and over again but it was really you it was hearing that confidence in somebody else and hearing that hey like you're not different you're it's okay and it was that confidence that actually i'll say more or less gave me the courage to stick up to my ex-wife saying like no this is not okay this is toxic like I understand you kind of accept what I am, but you're manipulating it in a way that benefits you and then using it against me to get other things. And by able to stand back and kind of, you know, be true to myself, I was able to see all that. And that, to me, that right there, that was the big, it was more for me. So it was heartbreaking for more than anything because of my children, because I, you know, but it's so much freedom But it also, like I said, it gave me the encouragement to be able to do other things. It made me better in life with my job. Yeah. (laughs) So other good things came out of it. Yes. um, I met my uh, current wife, which is the love of my life. She is, we like to refer to it as my twin flame. Oh. Yeah. She, I never... I'm sure like most of us, you know, you sit there when you're 13 years old and dream about, you know, oh, this person that's just like me, that's into the same things as me. And, you know, and not even on a sexual level, just even on a, you know, mental level. And it was to find her, it was breathtaking. It was, I can't say enough how unbelievably I'm in love with her just because she's such an amazing person. And like I said, she's my twin. She's my, I know she was here specifically for me. um so that alone that that's worth it but it's also the things she comes with the fun the fun things (laughs) um so you know you just came out of this relationship of 13 years you said and you meet someone new and you weren't scared no I wasn't because it was immediate I just wanted to be with her it was that you knew I knew it's low. I've heard time and time again, oh my God, I'm so in love with this person. You always go, you hear, oh, you don't know until you know. And like, I thought I knew. Right. And 
it nothing comes close to it. You're kind of like, uh, oh, wait, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Yes. And that's the most liberating feeling ever because it does more than just your, you know, your, I guess your personal or it, it goes beyond that. It goes out into being just a normal person out on the street because you have that feeling at home. It allows you to amplify everything else around you instead of being kind of huddled down and trapped. Right. Wow. Okay. So what are the fun things? Like, is she also into ABDL? <laughs> so I moved in with her and about a week later, she had to go on a vacation that she already had planned for a week. I didn't want to wait this time around. I didn't want to hide something with her. I already knew I had that connection with her, but I didn't want to lie to her with my ex-wife. You know, she found diapers in my closet. What is this? What is that? And it's because of that experience she had with that friend and how she made it sound, it it was terrifying for me. So, and she was so upset by it. And I just loved my wife so much. I was like, I can't, I can't do this to her. And we were together about a week. She went on vacation and I was like, hey, I, I kind of got to tell you something. And she's like, wait, what's up? And I, it took forever to write that text message. I probably stared at it. I'm like, so yeah, I'm in the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what and did I was you just write? Like, <laughs> I, so I, I, she kind of knew ahead of time that I had something. Cause you know, when we were doing the swigging, we text back and forth like, Hey, what are you into? Cause I wanted to know a person's comfortability before I was doing anything with them. I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> poker in the butt and offender or, or something like that <laughs> you know so yeah. you try to ask all the right questions so you know i was like oh you know do you have any kinks and you know oh well you know 50 shades of gray and all that stuff and i'm like oh, okay and we're still new so we didn't go super in depth there was more of less boundaries and i was like all right well i'm into some pretty heavy things and she's like oh yeah like what and i'm like yeah i don't want to really talk about it kind of just pushed it aside until this week came up and I texted her and I was like, hey, so I'm into EBDL. And she's like, and I just kind of sent it and then put my phone down and walked away because there's more <laughs> of the panic because, right? <laughs> again, everybody knows that panic. It, it's, Absolutely. it's something I've never, I shared with my ex-wife and it was for a very brief time, but it was, it was tough. So it, just 13 years to get up to that, you know, one month of fun, I I didn't want to do that again. I was like, I, I just need to be honest with her. I need to tell her. So I let like five minutes go by. I picked up my phone and looked at it and she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just like, I like, I thought you killed people or something. I'm like, oh my God, no. And I'm like, oh crap. I made it sound so much worse than it really is. And I'm sure I sent her things, but she was freaking super cool about it she's like oh i don't really know much about it so she kind of did her own research and she didn't assume anything she didn't judge me for anything and it just turned into this amazing relationship to be open and honest it brings so much out of people so it's like now as time's gone time has gone on it's been about three years now so now she's more little than when i met her um she will be daddy's little girl or she'll be mummy, whichever one she decides to be. So it's turned into this amazing thing that I, I couldn't even ask for anything else. <laughs> That's amazing. So I had a quick question. So do yeah. you think it has 
to do more with, you know, your success, okay? Like getting her involved. Do you think it has to do more with her personality and who she is and how you guys mesh? Or is it more about how you introduce things? I think... I think it's a 50 50. I, I really think it was the confidence going into it. That's the hugest thing. Like if I can say, if I take out of any of it, it's just having the confidence to do it because you can dance around it all day. And 90% of the people that I hear, you know, they're significant other know something's there. Mm-hmm. It's just them not being honest with them. Right. And I mean, you're a woman. I'm sure you know that women hate that. Anybody hates that. It doesn't matter what sex you are, yeah. you know? So when somebody thinks they're being lied to, so I think that courage part and just saying it and being yourself and obviously the right manner and not, you know, hi, I just met you five minutes ago. By the way, you want to change me? That's freaking weird. (laughs) Don't, you know, it's, God, I couldn't even be a girl in the ABDL world because my, I just closed my mailbox because I could just (laughs) imagine the things that come in, you know? Oh, God. (laughs) But I, I also think it was her personality too. The first time I met her, Again, we were swinging. My ex-wife and her husband were on the bed and they were going at it. And I looked at her and I went, all right. And I grabbed her by the throat and I pushed her up against the wall. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's get this party started. She, yeah. You know, I was like, well, hell, if you're into it, let's go. Let's see. So then the next time I met her, the sex got rougher. I lost her head in the couch at one point. <laughs> uh, and my my ex-wife hated that. She even had to come up and scream at her for that one. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> so we just always meshed really well in that department. So I think it's, I think she was also bottled down in her last marriage, unfortunately, as well. So I think it's kind of like a, we both get to break free, but with each other. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. I mean, since you guys were all in this unique situation (laughs) of swinging, I'm assuming she's open-minded. I mean, not every girl is going to be okay with that kind of situation at hand, right? Uh, She's definitely open-minded, but the swinging side of it for her, it was actually more, I don't want to say forced upon her, but more pushed upon her by her significant other at the time as so was it for me? Um, so she was open-minded enough to do it, but it was kind of, I think she was having almost the same struggle I was. It was that compromise, like, all right, well, if I let him go bang other chicks and I, you know, do this with other dudes, maybe he'll spank me in the ass or tie me up because he wasn't like that. He found that stuff weird. So I think, again, she was kind of getting what she could but now since we've both been so restricted for so long and we found each other and we're so honest and open, it, it's like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so what did she know originally about ABDL? I mean, her text was just like, okay. So like she didn't have any questions or like. So she's very much one of those where she will self-educate. Um, if she wants to know something, she's like Google immediately. She'll she'll figure it out. Um, so. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Lo, what was the question? <laughs> no, it's okay. My my question is, um, what did she know about ABDL? So- know about ABDL. I'm sorry. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, she didn't know much. She Googled most of, most of it. But again, because we were so honest and open, we talked about it. I'd find little tidbits. Like, she's like, well, that's strange. I'm like, what? She's like, well, this is going to sound funny. And I'm like, well, what? She goes, well, you know, I found a pacifier around the house one day and I threw it in my mouth. And I kind of enjoyed it, so I kept it there. 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, when was this? Well, this was before me. This was with her. Wait. Last marriage. Yes. I think it's something that's, I don't want to say deep down that I was able to drag out of her. I think it's something that she didn't know. She had feelings for something that was there, but she didn't know what it was. I was that kid that hacked his mom's internet at 11 o'clock at night and sat on a metal chair and waited 45 minutes for one picture to download. (laughs) (laughs) She (laughs) so much didn't really do any of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally think that's possible. I feel like that's what happened with TK and I when we met, you know. He definitely had these qualities inside of him that made him a good caretaker just in real life. You know, some things just came naturally to him, but he had never considered being a daddy before or any of that. But it just ended up being a good fit for him. And it was like, you kind of introduce them to something and sometimes people just really take to it. Oh my God. And it's been unbelievable. It's yeah, it's fantastic. I can pretty much, if I want it, I we talk about it and it happens. It's as easy as that now. So there you guys have it. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Stay tuned to hear part two next week. Until then, I'll see you later. Bye.